0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Rock Me Mama Like a Wagon Wheel. BYU takes back some rivalry swag after a dominating performance at Utah State. Who was the MVP of the game? What was more impressive, the Cougar offense or the Cougar defense? Plus, a very special co host joins us to commemorate the occasion. It's been a minute, but it's nice to have you back.
1: Oh. Let's go! Option look,
0: keeper Jaron. 10, 5, touchdown, Cougars! Jaron Hall scores. Cougars retake the lead.
1: Jordan Love in the pocket.
0: Throws picked off
1: again. The Cougars have another one. It is Peyton Wilgar. Center, wide receiver, bubble screen inside for a touchdown. It's the brother act. Baylor to Gunner for the score.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer
0: Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, November 4th, wherever and however you're connected. It is wonderful to have you with us on another winning Monday. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who is always ready to clean the sink. Jerem Jordan.
1: Apparently. What are you, my wife? Uh, you cleaned the sink and
0: Angie's. I kind of cleaned the sink Oh, it says kind of. Nice. Yeah. You have to eat, like, I don't know, a gallon of ice cream. It legitimately is like a gallon yeah. of soft-serve ice cream mixed in with, like, five candy bars worth of Reese's and a full pack of Oreos. It's ridiculous. I did my best.
1: After the South Florida game, a lot of BYU fans cleaned the sink, <laughs> if you will.
0: drown the sorrows yeah. in ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, a taste of Logan was taken quite literally. You mean Ogden? Oh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. You need to watch it because Ogden and Logan both make an appearance. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Oh, feels good, doesn't it? Here's today's show live wait, 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 Hold
1: on. Look behind us. We got the old wagon wheel, oh, yeah. baby. Yeah. You saw it a minute ago. It's, it's here on the set hanging yeah. out with us today. Mm-hmm. It's good. So much history there. Some bad history. Some good history.
0: My shoulder still hurts a little bit from putting yeah, my tra- shoulder to the wheel. Why'd you try and lift that? Someone challenged me, so I had to prove to myself that I could actually pick it up by myself. You, ha-
1: you had to. Yes. Oh, my God. I had to. You're gonna, you and Zach Wilson, off-season labrum surgery.
0: Mm-hmm. That or a hernia.
1: <laughs> Remember the uh, 7-Up commercials where you could win a... Uh, A hernia belt, yeah. Anyway, Uh, I do remember that. I don't think I can say the uh, full phrase there. Oh, social media! By the way,
0: after the game was so fun. It was social media all weekend long. Has been so fun.
1: It's nice to win. Yes, nice to win convincingly. Finally, got one. BYU had won three games by three points. Yes, boom, twenty-eight point winner.
0: One of my favorite tweets said it was utter destruction. I like that. Trevor Maddich of ESPN. Yes, they're not booing. They're mooing. Moo. Trevor Maddich of ESPN will join us and discuss if the Cougars can now run the table, go 8-4 and four yeah, in the regular go. season. Senior receiver Micah Simon tiptoes down the sideline and into Studio B to discuss six touchdowns for the BYU offense. I'm going to rough him when he comes in. Going for two results. Yeah, he's got a fantastic quarterback rating right now. Give me those BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU routes rival Utah State 42-14. And improved to four and four on the season. Six hundred thirty-nine total yards of offense. Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney combined for four hundred nineteen passing yards. The Cougars forced five turnovers. Three interceptions, two fumble recoveries. BYU will try and make it three straight wins and get back over 500 when they host Liberty this Saturday at 7.30 Eastern, 5.30 Mountain on ESPNU. Well,
1: Williams scored a touchdown for the fifth game in a row for the Packers, who lost to the Chargers 26-11. It's a weird score. Williams had two carries for 10 yards, six catches for 39 yards, and the aforementioned score. On the other side of the field, Michael Davis was tied for a team-high five tackles.
0: Jamal Williams all of a sudden is like a viable fantasy football option.
1: Yeah, not as a uh, rusher, but as a receiver, right? Uh, running, he had a 100-yard game, but he's mostly a receiver.
0: Yeah, five touchdown catches this season. Really impressive. BYU men's basketball rolls past UT Tyler in the Cougars' first and only exhibition game of the season. 100-58 freshman Trevon Nell led the Cougars on Friday night with 19 points, including five three-pointers. What we're talking about now... <laughs> As he's put on a show here. It's been a long time since he's been able to shoot the ball. Drops in his fourth in a row. Oh, it was nice to see a lot of those three-pointers go in. The real season starts tomorrow night when BYU hosts Cal State Fullerton 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV.
1: And BYU Radio. Women's soccer team stays undefeated at 16-0-1 after a 2-1 overtime win at San Francisco Saturday night. Survived, right? Sarah Jane Affleck scored the game winner in OT. BYU plays at Gonzaga. Former associate head coach Chris Watkins. Uh, The matchup there, Wednesday night.
0: Always a tricky matchup when uh, Coach Watkins is involved. But, hey, still unbeaten. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
3: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on
2: BYU
0: Sports Nation. What a win in Logan for BYU. The Cougars' previous three victories had come by a combined nine points. They had won each of those three by three. Then they take down Utah State by four touchdowns and four extra points, Jerem. Yeah. So many players put together incredible performances, but who was Saturday's most valuable player in the win over the Aggies?
1: It's got to be Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick and Fessy Sitake, that group that calls the plays, right? It's been more of a collaborative effort, we're told, and uh, that's been great. Why is it that BYU can put in its third-string quarterback and have offensive success. Yes, Baylor-Romney has been good, but Baylor-Romney and this offense have been set up with a great game plan and great coaching and great scheme. I've loved it. Against Boise State and now Utah State, we've seen a different looking offense. And BYU, in my opinion, had an A-plus grade in play calling on Saturday. The The diversity, the creativity, the double reverses, the passes to the quarterback, the screens to Lopini Katoa on second and third down uh, when BYU was. Uh, backed up in an and Long situation. That's awesome. And it makes it so a guy like Lupini Katoa can go for 77 yards, which, by the way, is tied for 25th longest play in BYU history. This was great. And BYU has shown that it is a different team. I think that it took losses to Toledo and South Florida to get to this point. And I put that out on Saturday, and we'll discuss it throughout the week. But I'm happy to see that the BYU offense, finally, under Kalani Satake, is doing what he and we have wanted to see, and that is be more explosive, more diverse, more creative. And BYU puts up a bunch of points and yards, which brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
1: 639 total yards, most in the Satake era. We're in the uh, fourth season, 47 games. That was the most yards by BYU under Kalenstein.
0: It's nice to win and win convincingly. Yes. And do so with the BYU offense that we grew up loving. 639 total yards of offense. It's been a long time. I'm giving it to the BYU quarterbacks, Jerem, Jaron Hall, Baylor Omni, and I guess technically Micah Simon too, right? For the one pass. For the one pass. Yeah. They combined to go 23 for 33, 419 yards. And the quarterback depth at BYU is eye-opening. BYU has three different guys that can plug in. And we feel like go and beat anybody. Whether it's Boise State, Utah State, or maybe a ranked San Diego State on team. on
1: schedule, yes.
0: Holy cow. Left. Zach Wilson <laughs> also in the fold. But we saw... Kind of this, they were both throwing dimes. Speaking of Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney, but they're different quarterbacks. Jaron Hall is so good on his feet; he's so slippery inside the pocket and able to make plays. Had two rushing touchdowns, but then in comes Baylor Romney, ho hum, no emotion, and just matriculates the ball down the field. Injured foot,
1: by the way, three minutes with an injured foot.
0: BYU scores to go up 28-14, then the next time they get the ball, he hooks up with his brother Gunnar Romney on a touchdown pass, first brother-to-brother connection on the football field, and it's 35-14 before you can blink in the second half. and At that point, it was like, wow, BYU's not just going to win this game, they're going to win this game decisively. Yeah, it re- really impressive. The quarterbacks, whoever it is, how, how much of a luxury is it for BYU and their play callers to know that, well, yeah, look, Jaron's hurt. Okay, just throw him Baylor and we won't skip a beat.
1: I think it starts with the play calling. You set that player up to make it easy, right? BYU's not asking Baylor-Romney to win the game. They're asking the team to win the game. If you're asking your third-string walk-on to win the game, it's going to be hard sometimes, right? So I, I think it starts with the coaching. That was awesome. Topic two, you can weigh in on this one as well, org. What was more impressive for BYU, the
0: offense or the defense? There's no wrong answer here, in in my opinion, because both were so collectively good. But, Jeremy, when you force five turnovers, then it's hard not to say the defense won the game. I mean, BYU had a couple of interceptions when Utah State was driving. The one by Peyton Wilgar, I felt like, just totally sucked the air out Mm -hmm. of Utah State's offense, and Jordan Love specifically. He's... Going to be an NFL quarterback. Not according to that game. ESPN 2, the commentators. Oh, they, they oh, my goodness. Jordan, Jordan Love, Love can is a do no assist. wrong. He's a good quarterback. Yes. Three interceptions. Boa forced two fumbles, for almost five turnovers. He is, but enough about him. He wasn't the story. Come that on. defense... I feel like totally deflated Utah State and that crowd. They were ready to win a third straight. <laughs> it was really quiet at Maverick Stadium because the BYU defense forced five turnovers. And how about those linebackers, Jerem? They have combined for ten interceptions this season. Amazing. Your season leader is Peyton Wilgar who was we all called that one. largely considering transferring away from BYU because he wasn't on scholarship until Coach Tuiaki said, hey, I think we've got room for you. We need you to come back to BYU. Oh, he was going to leave,
1: Jerem. We have room for you, yeah.
0: Peyton Wilgar, Kavika Fanua, Isaiah Kafusi thought he had a turnover for a touchdown, but they took that away from him, so he says he's still working for that. But the linebackers, man, I, I feel like uh, BYU's defense, they dominated Jordan Love in Utah State and just beat the will out of them.
1: And, and BYU got the wheel. It was the will and the wheel. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was the BYU offense. Uh, most yards since 2015 in the game, 639. He scored the 42 points. I mean, BYU won this on offense. Defensively, BYU gave up a ton of yards. What they did really well was take the ball away, which is awesome. Um, only two, three and out. So it wasn't like BYU was getting a bunch of stops. But they quelled all those possessions with five takeaways, which is incredible. BYU turned it over twice on offense, one on special teams. So that the turnovers didn't end up being the difference, in my opinion. It was that BYU just kept punching it in the end zone. Um, two quarterbacks split halves due to injury, and BYU still wins, right? When does BYU bring in a backup in the game and then win said game, right? Um, it's, it's hard. Season-high 42 points, most since the bowl game, by the way. yards per play. BYU was explosive. Dax Milne's catching the deep ball. Gunnar Romney's going downfield. The screens were the biggest plays of the game. For BYU, I mentioned the 77-yarder. The BYU offense was at the peak of its powers, and it's fun to finally see. BYU do what BYU does. When I look and see the letters BYU in a row, it's either random Koreans on Twitter because BYU is like a word or something? BYU, it's a name. It's a name, okay. Or it means offense. And that's what BYU does, <laughs> right? It's, uh, it, this is, an, uh, this is a, a place where defense has been really good the last couple of years, but the brand is offense. And now BYU is back to that level. Perhaps they can keep it going, and this is the thing in the future seasons, right? BYU's got the quarterbacks to do it. Two games in a row of scheme that has worked really well. Now We're going. Now we're going. Takeaways, offense, boom. Big win. Let's keep this going.
0: I know Utah State hasn't been very good in their last two games, but for the Cougars to go to Logan and end the two-game losing streak to Utah State at Maverick Stadium, there's a real argument here that this might be the most impressive overall performance of the year for BYU. Uh, We do want to update the megaphone poll as BYU's defense at 35% and the BYU offense as the more impressive side at 63, 4-ish percent right now. Hard to go wrong. I feel like both sides are really impressive. Okay. Real argument that BYU could have put together the most impressive win of the season. I know they've beaten some name brand programs, but Jerem, was Saturday's win against the Aggies, right? the most impressive performance of the season?
1: It was awesome, but it's not. No. Uh, the USC game was for me. Zero five stars on BYU's team and five four stars. Do you know how many USC has? Six five stars and 41 four stars. National TV, ABC, ranked win, SkyCam. That was awesome. 50% of the country lives in the Eastern time zone. The game kicked at 10.05 for them on Saturday night. They weren't watching. USC was the most impressive win of the season. That was awesome. And it, and it sets the tone. It kind of told you where BYU could be because beating Tennessee, Tennessee hasn't been that good of a team. That was a huge win, nice comeback. BYU survived there and got that win. This was a big win. You go into OT again, you beat a ranked team, all that talent. That was a big win. That win showed us where the roof kind of was with this team, and it's higher. That's why Toledo and USF were so disappointing. We saw BYU beat USC, and it was like, what? You can't beat... Toledo and South Florida, but USC, that's weird. So to me, it's still USC.
0: Yeah, we saw USC go down in Provo with Zach Wilson at quarterback and Tyson Williams still at running back for BYU. So for me, because BYU was still kind of had their two-headed monster in play, it was impressive, no question. But what BYU did against Boise State with Baylor Romney coming off the South Florida and Toledo losses to me, that's the most impressive performance just because of – the emotions involved, and the expectations. BYU was not supposed to win this game on their home field, and they led 28-10 at one point on Boise State, held on to win 28-25. The Cougars' win against the Broncos, who, by the way, were ranked 14th at the time and undefeated, shocked everyone. It sh- It stunned everybody. So for... BYU to come off a loss against USF and do that to Boise State with a third-string quarterback and have all of the responsibilities starting to shift around in the coaching, I just thought overall that was the most impressive win that BYU put together from coaches to players given all things. The circumstances were so unique. Boise State, to me, is the hinge point. It's the turning point of the season for BYU.
1: I can't believe that BYU has the wins it has. But has the losses it has still? Still. I'm still just like, what? how does that happen? But the good news is, like, where are you? BYU's trending up. BYU's got that green arrow pointing up, right? Which is awesome. BYU is improving. They're getting better. They have three winnable games the next three. BYU's going to get to 7-4. and four, Perhaps have a ranked matchup with San Diego State. We'll see if San Diego State's still ranked. This is setting up to be a nice finish for BYU at the end of the season. Continuing to build towards next year. But the present is always more important than the future to me. What are you? Where are you going? BYU's going in the right direction.
0: You should all be San Diego State fans until
1: BYU yes. plays the
0: Aztecs on November 30th yes. because that gives BYU an opportunity to win a third ranked game this season. If,
1: if San Diego State doesn't deserve to be ranked per se to me, they're not, they're not the 24th best team in the country. Give me a break. 7-1. But that it is what it is. They are in the rankings.
0: <laughs> the highlights will be all over Center because it's a ranked matchup. Uh, Featuring San Diego State. Okay, our question of the day. Who was Saturday's MVP in BYU's win over Utah State? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At the Fongolian answers on Instagram. Baylor Romney coming in and not only holding but extending the lead shows tremendous value. But the most valuable was Lopini Katoa's Mm. numerous runs Where he made something of nothing and extended drives, big plays bring big emotions and momentum. He had over 100 yards receiving, and I was happy to see him
1: 171 all-purpose
0: get the ball after he had taken it 77 yards, and he was able to finish off that drive with a touchdown.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. What a game for him. He's going to be the Satake Show guest tonight, by the way. Special time, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, because of basketball. Coming up, he scored a touchdown. He even drew a roughing the passer penalty. Micah Simons in studio later.
0: Watch out for that 209 quarterback rating. A little more volume. Trevor Maddich of ESPN on... If he thinks BYU can run the table and finish the regular season 8-4, and four, this is BYU Sports Nation.
1: He's going to tell us to don't
0: sleep on host State. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Join us at the top of the hour for Coordinator's Corner with host Greg Rebell on BYU TV as Elisa Tuiaki and Ed Lamb discuss the win in Logan and the game with Liberty this week. It's coming up right after us. Top of the hour on BYU TV.
0: Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. It is a winning Monday. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan and it is another Madich Monday with ESPN College Football Insider Analyst and BYU National Champion Trevor Madich who joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Trevor, what's the best part about beating not just beating but dominating a rival
2: it's not just a win these are guys that you played high school football with and against these are guys that you'll probably be living around for the rest of your lives your children will likely know each other at least some of them and i tell you to beat a rival is something that can never be taken away and it is more delicious than any other win
1: what's it like to lose to a rival trevor
2: I don't know. I'm glad you asked. i have to ask somebody else though, because we were 8-0 and against Utah and Utah State in the four <laughs> years that I played there. So, but you know what? These Cougars, it's been tough sledding. I mean, Utah's been really good. Utah State has been really good in recent years and, and I'm just really happy that the Cougars have, have a chance here to, to get such a big win on the road at one of the two biggest rivals. I mean, it's a, it's a feeling that's, that's not as common now as it has been.
1: Who was the MVP of the game, in your opinion? There were a lot of players to choose
2: from. Yeah, there were a lot of players, and I'd I'd give it co-MVP. I'd say both quarterbacks. I think Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney were close to perfect. I mean, if you look at their numbers, the quarterback rating takes into account not just your passing, but it takes into account running and when you do things. So, you know, in critical moments do you make a play, or in critical moments do you not make a play. 100 is perfect, 50 is average, Baylor Romney, the walk-on, backup, third-string guy, was 91 out of 100. Jaron Hall, the backup, was 98. That's without the starter, Zach Wilson, in there. I mean, they were close to perfect, and they did it in slightly different ways, but both guys were in firm command, both guys. The moment wasn't too big for them. You could tell that they knew exactly what they wanted to do, and then they went and did it. And I tell you, it was, a, it was a monument to leadership in the depth of that quarterback room.
0: Yeah, Baylor Romney, Jaron Hall combined 23 for 33, over 400 yards passing, and BYU wins 42-14 going away. That said, Trevor, were you more impressed by the offense or the defense that forced five takeaways?
2: You know, I was more impressed by the offense just because of the way that they did it. The passing game was so efficient. The receivers were monsters. They were beasts. They were getting yards after the catch. Running backs as well, for goodness sake. I mean, the the way the running backs contributed to the passing game was terrific. But what was most impressive was that banged-up offensive line pounded the Aggies into oblivion. I mean, they kept running right behind center James Empey and just pounded it straight up the middle. And the thing is, the first time they did it, I thought, well, that was cool. Then they did it again, big game, gouged the Aggie defense. That was cool. Then he did it again and then again and then again and then I started to think, you know, this is more than cool. This is a message to Utah State that they had their fun the last couple of years and that fun is now over. It was a message to the to the cougar players that they're not getting pushed around. They're doing the pushing around. I thought that was fantastic. I love the defense, too, and there's things that they did really, really well, even though they gave up a lot of yards. But I'll tell you, the offense, with the efficiency in the passing game and the downright road-grading dominance of that interior running game was just phenomenal.
1: After the loss, Trevor, to South Florida, BYU made some changes with the coaching staff in terms of who's doing what behind the scenes. Not all of that has been made public, but what has been public has been the difference in the BYU offense. What are you noticing in the last two games since the change in terms of creativity and progression
2: and total offense that BYU has been able to do? Well, the creativity has been fun with the play calling. I mean, the play calling is a bit of a collaborative um, process. And so there's, there's different voices that have been involved, and sometimes that can be a nightmare. But in this game, it was, a, it was a thing of beauty, where every time the Utah State defense thought they knew what BYU's tendency would be in a given situation, they came up with something different, or they came up with something to take advantage of the tendency And what the defense expected to do something totally unexpected. You know, with flea flickers and just all kinds of crazy stuff that they were doing. I mean, jet sweeps when you normally don't run a jet sweep, things that fooled the defense. Now you gotta execute them and they did. But I really, I really like that. The other thing I'm seeing though is the progression again at the quarterback position. The, that makes a big difference because when the quarterbacks are making plays, You get first downs. When you get first downs, you can string together plays. Now you can run counters off of the things that are your staple plays. Now you get another first down, you can run even more counters, and it's so much easier to keep the defense off balance from a play-calling standpoint and have (laughs) momentum, and the quarterbacks are integral to that. I mean, in watching Jaron Hall in the first half, the thing that really stood out was his feet in the pocket. A lot of times quarterbacks will be a little nervous and they'll have what's called happy feet, where they're in a clean pocket but those feet are moving all the time. They're just bouncing all around. They're just like a little jitterbug feet all around. He would stand back in the pocket and if there was no pressure his feet would not move until he moved his eyes to a different spot. In other words, if a quarterback is looking, say, to the left, his feet and eyes will be aligned that way. If he comes to the center, his feet will follow his eyes to the center, and then if he scans to the right, his feet will follow across. That's normal. But absent that, when he was looking in one direction, Jaron Hall's feet were calm. That tells me his eyes were calm. And tells me his heart was calm. And that, to me, is just fantastic. The, uh, the, he would break out and run. He would drop dimes in the passing game. All that stuff was really good physically. But the calmness in the pocket I loved. And then Romney just extended what he did against Boise State. Romney has a knack for lofting that ball high in the air and dropping it in a bucket. And that's so important on certain kinds of vertical routes where it gives the receiver a chance to adjust to the ball to box out the defender, and put himself in a position where he can make that catch. Romney is so good at that chemistry with that lofted high ball on those vertical routes. And so those two things stood out about those two quarterbacks.
0: I'm glad you brought up the word calm because – Not only was Jaron Hall calm and collected and poised, I have joked on more than one occasion that Baylor-Romney's resting heart rate is somewhere between 10 and 12, Trevor, because he just looks unfazed. Let's address the overall quarterback situation at BYU with Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, and Baylor-Romney. How do you see this playing out the rest of the season?
2: Well, I'll tell you, this is a tough one because you've got three guys you can win with. I mean, your third-string walk-on quarterback, Baylor Romney, was the starting quarterback and beat a ranked Boise State team who desperately needed that win. Now, Boise State had injuries to deal with as well, but this is a ranked team that was had the inside track to a New Year's Six Bowl game in the group of five, and Romney led the BYU upset of that team. So, I mean, that's, that's really good. Jared Hall puts everything together with arm and feet. Zach Wilson, when he comes back, if he's, you know, if he comes back, I think he might have to compete for the starting job. The thing about Wilson is that he's just a baller. I mean, Wilson just has that playground knack to make a play that you don't think is there. It's fantastic. And that's really good. But one thing that he's improving on is doing what we saw Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney do, which is make the plays on schedule that are there to be made on schedule rather than the spectacular baller play. And so I think sitting back and seeing all that will help Zach Wilson become a better quarterback as well. I think that what he'll need to do, though, uh, well, I don't know what the coach's thinking is on this. Here's what my thinking would be. There's a, a, an axiom in football that you don't lose your starting job to an injury. In other words, if you're the starter and you get hurt, when you come back, you're still the starter. That's usually true. But you do lose your starting job to someone who's playing better than you. And as well as Zach Wilson was playing and all the future um, promise that he was showing, I'll tell you this, Jaron Hall is showing that he can throw the ball and he can run with the best of them. And I think that Romney is showing that he can win as well. And this is going to be a really difficult decision for the coaches to make when Wilson comes back, unless they just say, look, he's the starter, he's healthy now, and he's back in, because all three guys can win. And how long has it been since BYU has had riches at quarterbacks so that you've got three guys you're happy to go with and you can't decide which one you want, right? It's been a long time since those kinds of riches have been at that position.
1: Four and four record, uh, four games to go in the regular season, Trevor. Liberty this Saturday. Don't sleep on Idaho State the next week on BYU TV. Uh, Never sleep on Idaho State. Never do or do whatever. Uh, Take a nap. At UMass. And then San Diego State, who uh, is and 7-1 and ranked. Do you think BYU runs the table here in these four games?
2: Run the table would be a terrific achievement. Uh, would love to see him do it. Uh, but you're right that San Diego State is is ranked right now, and Liberty don't don't sleep on the Flames. They are six and three, and so those two teams would be tough outs. And if BYU is able to win one of those, it'll be a good accomplishment. If they win them both. I mean, it'll be a it won't it'll be a a cause for celebration. Now, again, you can't sleep on UMass because UMass, you know, has a history of rising up and beating BYU when they're not supposed to. Those. One game, people. it's all good. That still it still happened, didn't it? It still hurts, and I wasn't even there. Uh, and Idaho State, you don't sleep on them just because they're probably lumpy, I guess. But Idaho State's <laughs> struggling as well. I mean, their record right now is three and six. So you know, but BYU has shown that that they can rise up and lose to teams that they should beat. So can they sweep? If they do, it would be fantastic, but I do expect them to get to to at least six wins and the bowl game, and we'll see if they can make that even better.
0: Trevor, we're ready to hang a Mountain West Conference championship banner in Studio B
2: if BYU beats San Diego State.
0: You cool with that?
2: Absolutely cool with that, just absolutely cool with that i miss the, I miss the days of the mountain west I really do i mean there's a lot of advantages for having uh, for being independent and i tell you b y u wouldn 't have opportunities like they do in this kind of number to go up and and beat. You know, win at Tennessee, win at Wisconsin. You know, the the different things they've been able to do because of the number of Power Five schools that they've been able to schedule because they're independent. So I'm not saying independent is not good. I think there's been a lot of great things that have happened because of it. But man, the Mountain West was so much fun, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) There is fun in conference context. Trevor, it's great to talk to you, man. We appreciate the time as always.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
1: Coming up, Micah Simons in the house after a touchdown, and he threw a pass and got roughed on it, by the way.
0: Um, He's got an incredible quarterback rating. Plus, the BYU Cougars run away with a Coach of the Year honor. Details next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Lonnie Satake is host Greg Rebel joins the coach and running back a Katoa tonight, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific special time, and tonight, not tomorrow night, on the BOA app. Reserve your seat on BOECougars.com slash Satake Show. We have a basketball game tomorrow we have to do. So we move it, moved it to Monday. A
0: real basketball game. Not an exhibition, not, a, not, not a, a practice!
1: Yeah. A real game. A real one where Trevor Nell could hit five threes again.
0: BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. It only feels appropriate with the wagon wheel in studio that Yeah, we whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip around. Football. beat Utah State
1: 42-14 snapping a two-game losing streak to the Aggies on 639 total yards, the most in the four seasons of the Satake era. Jaren Hall left the game with a concussion in the second quarter. Baylor Romney quarterback to BYU to victory. The Cougars host sixth and three Liberty this Saturday.
0: BYU defensive end Uriah Leatawa named to the Pro Football Focus. College Defensive Team of the Week after his performance against Utah State. And here's another note to warm you up. Brett McMurphy of Stadium Sports projecting BYU to play Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Mo Williams scored a touchdown for the fifth game in a row for the Packers, who lost to the Chargers 26-11 on the other side of the field. Michael Davis tied for a team-high five tackles. Kyle Vannoy had six tackles and a quarterback hit in the Patriots' first loss of the season to the Ravens.
0: Sione Taki-Taki had one tackle in a 24-19 Cleveland Browns loss to the Denver Broncos. Ziggy Ansah had a tackle and a half tackle for loss for Seattle in a 40-34 Seahawks overtime win over Tampa Bay. Jerem rejoices. And Daniel Sorensen recorded four tackles, including a huge tackle for loss late in the game to help Kansas City beat Minnesota 26-23. Men's basketball. In
1: an exhibition game, BYU beat UT Tyler 100-58 Friday night, led by Trevin Nell's game-high 19 points on 5 of 6 from deep. Jake Toulson had 17 points as well. The Cougars open the regular season tomorrow night on BYU-TV, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. You can listen on the radio as well. Against Cal State Fullerton. And today, ESPN released its list of 50 players on the Naismith Trophy watch list. Yoli Childs is on it.
0: Women's basketball. BYU routes the University of Antelope Valley on Saturday, 105-52 in an exhibition. Jasmine Moody led the Cougars with 15 points. Coach Jeff Judkins and BYU opened the season at Washington State on November 9th.
1: Soccer. Number four, BYU women's soccer stays undefeated, 16-0-1 after a 2-1 overtime win at San Francisco Saturday night. Sarah Jane Affleck scored the game winner in OT. BYU plays at Gonzaga Wednesday evening.
0: Volleyball. 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball beats Pacific three sets to one on Saturday afternoon. Reigning WCC Player of the Week, McKenna Miller, led the Cougars with 18 kills.
1: Cross country. Both the men and women's teams won the West Coast Conference Championships Friday. Second straight season, both have won. Whitney Orton won the women's 6K, and Connor Mance took first in the 8K. Coach Ed Eyestone and Diljeet Taylor won the Men and Women's Coach of the Year Award.
0: Tennis. Sean Hill of BYU Men's Tennis advances to the singles championship match at the Jack Kramer Invitational.
1: Swimming and diving. Both the men and women's teams beat UNLV Saturday. Both teams won the 200 medley relay, and three divers earned zone cuts.
0: That's a loaded whip around.
1: That's a lot, and we had to take some out. We had to take some out. There's so much winning going on. I know. It's, it's a good it's a problem. Rough life. Yeah, it's so hard. Coming up, why two Cougars rep the Y running through the streets of New York yesterday.
0: Plus, a potential fourth quarterback for BYU this season. <laughs> Micah Simon joins us. Tightrope that sideline for another touchdown, man. This is BYU Sports Nation. You're just chilling with the wagon wheel. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: The men's basketball regular season tips off tomorrow. The Cougars host Cal State Fullerton. You can watch it on BYU TV, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Listen on BYU Radio as well.
0: We now welcome in a man who has tiptoed his way into not just the end zone at Utah State, but into Studio B, Micah Simon, senior wide receiver with the wagon wheel. Welcome back, man. What's up, Micah?
3: What's up? How are you guys doing?
1: We're great. How are, how are you? I'm, I'm great, too. About. I'm great. How fun was that, by the way, to beat Utah State, snap the streak, get the wagon wheel back? What was that like?
3: Super fun. You know, something we've been, you know, working on this season just to continue to improve uh, each and every week. And, you know, we felt really good about the game plan coming off a bye week and having two weeks to prepare for, for them. And it all, it all, you know, showed out there on the field and we were able to get that win.
0: I embedded myself on the sideline close to the chicken broth and the hot chocolate for good reason. Uh, And I heard you uh, not just having a good time with your teammate, but I heard you yelling at C.O.C. Mariner too. Hey, C.O.C., what's good, man? He's lining up. like, What kind of relationship do you have with him and with some of those guys on the Utah State sideline?
3: Yeah, we have a great relationship. You know him, obviously, Riley Burt, and – you know, whenever C O C was was you know thinking about transferring from Utah, and you know we had some talks about him maybe coming here or you know going to Utah State. So it was great to just be able to joke around with those guys. And obviously it's a it's a game, and we're we're opponents and stuff. We're also friends at the end of the day. So it was great to see him and Riley uh, after the game. Oh, you want to beat your brothers? No doubt, all the all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you do you like to chat during the game? Do you chat with the opposing DB or?
3: Sometimes, yeah? yeah, it depends.
1: Yeah, like, Ch- like, chat is a liberal like, word, right? Like, is it sometimes friendly, sometimes unfriendly? Describe yeah, that's for like. sure. For you feel sure. it out early with the guy.
3: No, you don't feel it out. You just you just, you just play and and do it, mm. and then you see how they react to it, and then. <laughs> And then that sets the scene for the rest of the game.
1: <laughs> Are you the one to kind of initiate, or do you wait for the DB to talk? Because I would think that DBs talk more than receivers. Is they that do. A fair assessment? Yeah.
3: DBs for sure talk before we do, and then <laughs> and then you just figure out you know what to say back.
1: <laughs> I imagine
3: as as the game
1: evolves too, that could evolve. Yeah. 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 A little more chippy or not, right? That's fun.
3: Mike Simon with us on
0: BYU Sports Nation. Are you officially throwing your name uh, in the quarterback competition room uh, after your performance against Utah State, two oh nine rating?
3: Yes, I am. No okay. doubt. No, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> I actually, have a meeting uh, in about thirty minutes with uh, Coach Roderick about this. No, nah, but, <laughs> nah, but uh, yeah, it was great to finally get that play. I'm uh, going and working and. Uh, excited to throw my first college pass
0: okay so they blitzed the corner on that play and you get roughed up i mean you got to get rid of it quick
3: yeah we actually never practiced that play into that defense and it was the that was a great call for them um and they almost had us but <laughs> everything was going our way in the
1: game <laughs> who flips it to you peeny?
3: yeah peeny
1: so when he flips it to you are you seeing the corner yeah Out of the corner of your eye and You're like oh yeah i gotta go fast
3: yeah I had to get it out quick.
1: <laughs> and then you get hit in the face. Did you know I mean? They're like, hey, did you turn to the ref? Like, I just got...
3: After no, did. I didn't even worry about it. I was just watching Baylor and celebrating, yeah. and then I saw the flag and I was like, "Oh, we'll, we'll take it." <laughs> nice. Did you want Baylor to uh, try and cut it upfield and get in the end zone? Give you a I two did. Because he did. went out of
1: bounds, but he is injured, so that, you know. Yeah,
3: so you know, I'll let him slide this time. But <laughs> you know, if he would have scored, then maybe my rating would be like two fifty or, or something <laughs> like that. Could've bumped it up a few points. Yeah. Baylor. Come
0: on, man. <laughs> Uh, Micah, what have the coaches figured out to help your team move towards maximizing potential because this has clearly been a different team the past two games
3: yeah it's you know credits our coaching staff on doing a lot of uh, self evaluation a lot of self scout on the things that we were doing the first half of the season and seeing you know what worked well and what didn 't work so well and you know, after having a lot of conversations with them, they just put us in the best positions possible to, to to make plays and to to put you know playmakers in the best positions possible to you know to make plays, and that's offensively and defensively, and you know that's that's all that's all them. You know, our coaches are are great, and they're always looking for ways to to put us in the best positions possible.
1: Let's talk about your touchdown. Uh, walk us through that play, getting into the end zone.
3: Yeah, we actually, I mean, we've had those little screens in kind of all year, but you have to wait for the right defense to to run them on, and we felt like we had a great uh, game plan this week uh, against Utah State and got two great blocks from Dax and Gunner and then was just able to use my speed and, and get in the end zone.
1: You got past three dudes, by the way. Just want to point that out. Not one, not two, but three. And then the dive into the end zone. Did you know immediately you got it? It looks like you did. Did you know 100% you scored?
3: Yeah, I knew I scored. You hit the pylon. Yeah, when they were reviewing it and Coach Grimes had called the offense up and was like, we have to have a play ready. And I told him, I was like, no, I scored. I like, it's okay, I scored. You're he, like, listen, I'm the quarterback, I'm yeah. the receiver. He just kind of smiled at me, and he still gave us the play. <laughs> the play. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: What's it like to have Coach Grimes on the sideline over the last two games, and how has that impacted the the atmosphere and just the identity of the team?
3: It's been great. You know, he's, he's obviously, you know, a great offensive coordinator, a great leader for, for our offense, and to have him on the sideline, to feel his presence, to, to feel his leadership has been awesome, you know. He, uh when things go well, he brings us up, you know, tells us a good job, but not be complacent. You know, things don't go so well. Um, you know, it just brings us back up and tells us to keep keep fighting, keep playing. And I, I think it's great to have him on the sideline to, to be able to help us out like that.
1: Another great play you were involved in. Wide receivers don't get a lot of credit for good blocks. You were one of the blockers with Talon Shumway on the uh, brotherly connection touchdown, right? From Baylor to Gunner, so walk us through that play as well.
3: Yeah, just the play we've kind of seen a lot of NFL teams run. We've seen uh, the Saints run it with Taysom, and uh, it's basically just kind of just like a run play, really. Just getting the ball behind a quick pass, get the ball behind a couple blockers, and uh, just get it in the end zone really, really quick. So,
0: BYU puts up 42 points against Utah State. The defense forces five turnovers. So many players had great individual performances. In your opinion, who is the MVP of Saturday night?
3: The MVP, wow. Uh, that's a really tough question. Can I give two? Yeah, can I, can I sure. go offense and defense? You
0: bet. You yeah. bet.
3: Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, um, defense, I'm going to go with uh, Naisa Mahe. I think he gets with over sack. with the sack. Oh, I yeah. think he gets overlooked a little bit sometimes, but he he wreaks havoc back there and he he works his tail off every day. And uh, to him, he was so disruptive in the in the backfield all game. And you know, double teams it didn't matter. He was he was still back there, and uh, I think that was something great to see from our defense that even though we would sometimes only rush three, they were still getting sacks and still getting pressure on the, on the quarterback, and it created those turnovers we had. Um, so props to those guys. And then offensively, um, I think I'll have to give it to to Peeney.
0: Okay, a
1: little Penny. I have to
3: give it to Katoa. Just you, you, sound, you sound like you're disappointed that you have to do this. This is this is why. As receivers, we we looked at the stat sheet after the game, and he was the leading receiver, <laughs> but he's a running back. So we were just a little a little hurt, a little sad. But but no, Penny Penny's a really explosive weapon for us, and you can get the ball to him so many different ways, and he'll uh, he'll make a lot of things happen. So uh, proud proud of him.
1: When you see on second and third and long that these screen calls are coming in, can you sense that it's going to work or not before the play, or do you have to see how the defensive line reacts? Because the screen game was awesome Saturday.
3: Yeah, I think uh, our, our coaches knew the plan that they had uh, Utah State was going to have coming in, you know, on the second and long, third and long situations. And we knew they would bring a little bit more pressure and try to get back in the backfield quickly. And we've, we've repped these screens so many times and getting the exact look for, uh, for them. Um, to To be good on and uh, and yeah, I think as a receiver, you know, it's our job just to try to sell, sell four verts and get down the field and then and then block down the field. And uh, it was good to hear the cheers and then see him uh, get down the field.
1: I want to talk about both of the quarterbacks because Jaron Hall had an incredible first half. Threw for what two twenty one, rushed for fifty four. He was he was paced for like a four hundred one hundred. Um, at what point do you do you realize oh Jaron's not gonna be able to go and Baylor's gonna come in at at uh, start of the third quarter?
3: Yeah, I think it was just at the end of that second um second quarter when we uh had the ball with just thirty seconds left and we were just going um, you know, victory formation to take a knee and uh I was the safety and then I saw Baylor under the center. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> then, but then I, I still was like, "Oh, maybe it's just I don't know, just something real quick." Jaron's getting checked out or whatever. And, Couldn't and, find his helmet or something. Yeah, you know, something small. Yeah. But then, yeah, halftime they they told us, yeah, he was you know he was out for for the rest of the game, and uh, you know that was that was tough to hear just because he'd been playing so well and uh, worked so hard to get back and get back healthy and everything. So. Uh it was tough to see that. But then but then yeah, Baylor came in and, and did what exactly what he kind of did against Boise State and just calm calm cool and collected and just yeah. balled out. Well,
1: yeah. What is it about him that is so calm? I mean, like is he always like that? Because th- this guy is quarterback prior to two notable wins the last two games.
3: Yeah, he's he's super uh, calm and I think it's just that Romney family, you know, there they like yeah, emotions. They Have emotions. <laughs> him and Gunner are kind of super super quiet and just go with the flow type of guys. Um, but yeah, when their numbers call, they're both making plays and they're both doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Mom's getting them blankets. You know, it's all good. <laughs>
0: right? In the game here, yeah. sweetie, it's crazy. <laughs> Gunner
1: got one, but Baylor didn't. <laughs> Only one blanket, bro.
3: Guess we we'll see who the favorite is.
0: <laughs> Michael, let's finish up with this. How's the posse holding up? And by posse, I mean. The Warner Brothers, Fred and Troy, Jake Toulson, and you. Because you guys have kind of been through so much together and started your BYU careers essentially together. How's the posse, man?
3: The posse is great. We're full fledged right now. You know, basketball season starting up. Jake's about to do what Jake does on the court. I'm super excited to, to see that. You know, at the at our team movie Friday night I had my phone and was watching BYU TV, mm-hmm. watching the game. Nice, honestly. use that app, baby. <laughs> and uh yeah, he's you know, he's doing great. Um glad that he's back. You know, it's 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 a great feeling to see him just walking around campus and seeing him around the the SAB and things like that. And then yeah, Troy's Troy's doing great. Um, look out for Troy pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah, nice to see him getting healthy. Yeah,
1: and he could play four games and still play next year. Yeah,
3: That's so um uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Troy out there on the defense pretty soon, and then yeah, my man Fred is is balling out. He's doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing okay.
1: <laughs> but uh,
3: yeah, only only undefeated team now uh, right, in the let's NFL. Go. And my Seahawks next week. Yep, let's go Niners. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but hey, uh, um, hey, yeah, going well. it's it's great to have that relationship with those guys, and uh, I'm I'm glad that we're all we're all best friends. Yeah,
0: that's Fantastic awesome. stuff, that's Mike. Great. It's great to talk to you. Congratulations again on your quarterbacking. And on your wrist. Good,
3: good luck winning the job this week. Appreciate it. I'm going to go get my green jersey today. <laughs> <laughs> you should run out with the green jersey. Do
1: it. Do, do it. it. That, that would be, would so be hilarious. Yes, be awesome. give him
3: a green jersey. Yeah, don't hit me. All
1: right, coming up. Did we crush our going for two picks or what?
0: And a rise and shout out to a lone cougar in the madness of Utah State fandom.
1: Brave, man. This is BYU Sports Nation. 2% dumped on you there.
0: This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Shows on demand as well via the BYU Radio and BYU TV podcast. Or the apps, rather.
0: We just scored a touchdown. Let's go for two. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it now.
0: Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they
1: can. We're going for two on BYU Sports I'll Nation. Start. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to go from the
0: eight-yard line now when we go for two. Oh, man. But it won't matter. Presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Oh, are going for two picks. Let's recap. Pick one for me, Jerem. I said BYU will have more passing yards than Utah State. Mm-hmm. I felt that, that was super aggressive, especially when we talked to Scott Girard. He said, Oh, Utah State's going to pass a ton. <laughs> I was like, oh, Well,
1: no. they still did. Oh, Two no. for a 394. And BYU
0: with two quarterbacks. Well, three quarterbacks go for over 400. 418. Nice. Pick number two. I said the first team to 21 would win, and BYU got out quick. So I felt really good about that. Hey, two for two. Let's go, man.
1: But alas, my first pick, BYU will cover and win. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, by 28. Three and a half point dog. Vegas, come on. (laughs) Uh, Pick two. BYU will turn it over in this game. They did. This was the first game in which BYU had a giveaway but won. And they had three giveaways. But luckily the defense had five takeaways. So two for two. Updated scoreboard. I have 11. Spencer has seven. And Jason refuses to
0: pick. (laughs) We got to work on that.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, we don't.
0: (laughs) All right, let's uh, keep things rolling on BYU Sports Nation and get to our question of the day. Who was Saturday's MVP in BYU's win over Utah State? Our elite voice of the day from at TX Colonel, Romney's parents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's
1: true. Mormon colonies for life. They produced
0: Baylor and Gunner, the brother connection, first brother-to-brother touchdown in BYU history. And they hooked up Gunner with the blanket after the game for his interview.
1: Yeah, that was funny when they were talking to you. That was awesome. And that was fun that they were both with you.
0: That was great. Elite parenting. Today's rise and shout-outs now. Jeremy, I'm going with the Lone Cougar. At Tyler underscore Staten tweeted out this. Anyone know the Lone Cougar? Man deserves a medal for his bravery. This kid in royal blue just lost in the sea of a blackout in Utah State's fan section. Just standing like a rock.
1: The kid's name is Tate Frodsham. There you go. He said it may, it may look like I'm alone in this picture, but with BYU's win, I never stand alone.
0: Mm-hmm. That's Tate, right. Well done, my friend. Yeah. Way to represent in the cash Valley.
1: I have the kid with the same name. So I love that. Uh, mine goes to the first and third American men in the New York City Marathon yesterday. BYU alums Jared Ward and Connor McMillan, who took sixth and tenth overall. Incredible. Pretty cool. That's and incredible. Connor McMillan's only 24, by the way. And he just took 10th in the New York City Marathon? Are Top you kidding me? Top two
0: finishing Americans. Pretty awesome. Um, Jared's got things going well. I mean, he's he's getting deals on Shark Tank. He's yeah, life's s- number six in the New York life's City Marathon. Good. Got a deal with Saucony. I want my shoes, Jared. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guest, Trevor Madich and Micah Simon.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time.
0: We're Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to John Walsh. Keep it right here on BYU TV. Coordinator's Corner with Greg Rebell, Ed Lamb, and Eliza Tuiaki is coming up next. They look poised and ready to go. Go Kooks.